Well, it is that time again, yo. Hats Talk Wednesday in here, Terry. NBA champ, 10K expert, Brown, Vinny Hardy. Hats Talk Wednesday. What is up, TV? Not a whole lot. Uh, we're crowning champions. We're licking some wounds. A lot of ground to cover. Uh, it's finally starting to feel like fall around these parts. So, uh, good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, we went, took a little drive and just looked and looked at all the leaves, took some overlooks and stuff Sunday, and because now it is raining like crazy today, which is going to knock a lot of leaves down, and, and you know, they won't be as bright and peak as they were, so uh, glad we got that in this fall, because you know, those rains come through and, and knock them all down, and the you know, trees get all bare, and start looking forward to spring so it is fall and you know, glad we got to check them out while they were still on the trees and intact absolutely I love when the leaves start color like change the colors and all that kind of stuff it's awesome stuff man absolutely absolutely you mentioned that we got tons of stuff to get to the city of LA is, is turned up yet again your, your boy Magic Johnson is jubilant yet again so we get to all of that we got uh rook capacity crowd news but we gotta hit it with the like you said the wounds has gotta be licked and you know we talked about it last week hope we don't fall into the trap of the trap game the trap game trapped beating Tennessee supposed to play Georgia right after that get switched to Mizzou they're dying to beat us. Even talking trash, saying they're going to beat us. Their seniors hadn't beat Kentucky. Um, Kentucky was aware of all of that and tried to avoid the letdown. Stoops tried to preach it. And it, it just didn't happen. There wasn't any spark, wasn't any sizzle. They go out to that funky stadium in Missouri and fall 20 to 10 to Mizzou. So kind of one step forward two steps back uh, one good touchdown drive but the numbers man what, what 92 plays for Missouri 36 plays for Kentucky has been beaten to death they dominated time possession they had three times as many first downs as Kentucky all of those numbers and it's just it's hard for you to win a game like that and they, they still were in it and had a shot and it, you know trying to recreate that deja vu of 2018 when they got outplayed and, and stole at the end, but it wasn't meant to be this past Saturday. Yeah, definitely a tough loss. Missouri in regular times is a tough place with the configuration uh, of the of the stadium. Uh, so the Cats, as you said, just came out. There was just a lack of energy, a lack of urgency. Uh, when the camera was panning the sidelines, it just it it just it looks bad. I mean, I don't know else to, to explain it. Uh, the offense isn't what it needs to be. That much is clear right now. So uh, part of that, I think you have to go with Eddie Grant. And I think what is happening with Kentucky is I think Kentucky football missed that window 
And what I mean is a few years ago, uh, the Cats dropped some games, you know, the losses to Tennessee, to not very good Tennessee teams, the losses to Florida teams. Uh, but we know Coach, Coach Stoops loves to play defense and wants to be conservative on offense. But as Nick Saban said just the other day after the Tennessee game, those days are just about gone. You know, if your offense can't score 20 to 25 uh, points per game, you're not going to win anymore. And I, I think that right now, I don't know if it's the personnel isn't there to make that shift or if the scheme isn't there uh, to make that shift, but they've got to. That's that's kind of where we are, is Kentucky's got to score points. And even more important than scoring points is, as you point out, with the number of plays uh, and the time of possession, the offense has got to stay on the field. Right? The, the defense can't... Uh, and, and the defense played well enough to win. That's that's the stinger is, you know, we remember uh, back in our college days uh, that, you know, it was nothing for Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, whoever, LSU, to put up 55 points and Kentucky would lose 55 to three. Like we, we've seen that or 70 to three or whatever. Uh, yeah. We're, South Carolina did the Joker that one year. Yeah, and, and Kentucky <laughs> is now to the point where that is no longer an issue. I, no team is scoring seventy points on this defense. Okay, so the de- but the offense has got to do something. I think part of the issue is though, missing those first two cupcake games, right? Usually you get those games under your belt uh, before you dive right into the SEC season. And you're able to get some timing. You're able to to do some things. Uh, Terry Wilson coming back from injury is able to to take a hit, you know, and bounce up. Whereas you start on the road at Auburn, and I know Auburn, as we've seen, isn't fantastic, but still, uh, I would say Auburn is an equivalent team to, to Kentucky. Uh, so just a lot of things going wrong and, and, and sitting below 500, looking at the schedule that's coming up, it's not going to get easier. In fact, it's going to get a lot harder. And I, I just think this Missouri game is going to be another one of those games that uh, – when you look at it on paper, and really you look at it, uh, you know, watching the game, Missouri didn't do anything wild and creative. You know, they didn't have anybody that was so dynamic that jumped off the, the screen at you. Like, you know, okay, we can't cover that guy. Like, I don't, I don't see that at all. Uh, so that's the frustrating thing, right? Is is this is one of those games that just simply got away from the cats. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, like you said, it's in, in Georgia coming up, the schedule gets harder, just trying to find where where they are. Um but they're they're defensively for for an offense that is struggling um against Missouri, who isn't, you know, setting the world on fire. I think they were one and were they one and two, I think, coming into the game. So they got to 500 beating Kentucky, and now you go to have to take this offense with all of its issues and face the best team defensively in the conference, maybe one of the better defenses in the country. Like you said, it's getting hard. That's that's not a good recipe. That's a tall task. Uh, Terry Wilson's been out of practice the past couple of days, described as a minor injury. Through his throwing hand. Um, Joey Gatewood looks like he's going to be the starter. He's had a few reps. He got in a little bit uh, at the end of the Tennessee game. Um, and now looks like he's going to be really thrown out there for real, for real against Georgia. So you know, maybe he goes out there and lights him up, but that's, that's a lot to ask for an offense that's kind of struggling across the board, you know, outside the offensive line, which they, they still haven't ran the ball that great. Didn't run it, didn't do anything much against Missouri. Couldn't get it going passing, couldn't get it going running. I think Chris Rodriguez only had nine carries. Um, the receiving core, there's been a lot of uh, consternation about them, consternation about the quarterback position. Um, Josh Ali has been needing somebody to come and help him for several weeks. And now he's had a couple fumbles in a couple games, so you just got a lot of stuff that you're trying to fix at the same time. And, and you know, you're not facing Vanderbilt, which Vanderbilt's defense is tough. It'd be tough to get it right against them, but now, you know, you got to play Georgia. Right. Right. So it doesn't get any easier. And, you know, the, the thing is, with the schedule the way it is, I think that and it's at the end of the year we could get to a point where this Kentucky team is actually better than you know some of the more recent teams but the way the schedule just works out it's not going to it's not going to show. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I understand the frustration with the fans um, but for me, again, this year we knew going in was not going to be a regular year. And the only teams in the country that don't have huge question marks at this moment in time are the elite. Ohio State took care of business against uh, Nebraska. Uh, Clemson is Clemson. Alabama's defensively has given up a lot, you know, especially to, to Ole Miss, but the offense is just, I, I you know, I, I don't know what we're going to do with that offense because they've got, we're looking for receivers in Lexington and in Tuscaloosa. They have an a NFL wide receiving core right now. 
I watched and lost one on the first play of the Tennessee game and didn't miss a beat. Still hung forty eight on Tennessee after Waddle went hurt, got hurt. Right, right. I mean, they've got <laughs> they've got dudes. But if you look around, yeah. The if you look around the country, a lot of teams that had some high expectations going in uh, uh, to this season got some question marks. So I know. Some fans they want to give up, same old Kentucky, whatever, whatever. But I'm there's just so this to me is an outlier of a season. Now, does that mean I'm letting some of my criticisms of the coaching staff off the hook? I am not. Uh, I think Coach Grand, who you know, if you look at uh, BBN Twitter during the games. Uh, yikes! I mean, he's he's been catching it for years and years. Uh, I've 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 not been a vocal critic of Coach Grand. I mean, individual plays, yeah, okay, you can quibble, but I have of the mindset he's doing what Stoops has asked him to do, and it's kind of hard to argue with the success that he's had. You know, you look at. Steven Johnson's uh, you know, seasons, you look at what Penny Snell was able to do, you look at last year with Lynn Bowden, so uh, it's kind of hard to argue with someone that's had to do different things on the fly. Uh, that being said, this offense this year has just been bland. The play calling's been bland. It's, it's you know, if the offensive line wasn't as good as it is, Think about how bad yeah. off the team would be. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did uh, the round of shots with our good friend uh, Kevin Hale on Monday, yeah. and and he had Justin Jeffries, former UK offensive lineman, and Max Godby of the uh, you know he's Max has been on the show. He's a former UK mm-hmm. offensive lineman, and they were just talking about how with those play calls. It doesn't matter how good you are if the defense knows what's coming. And I I think that that's something that there's something to be said for that. Also, when we look at the Missouri game and the way the offensive line kind of looks a little more mundane, Coach Schlarman wasn't there. Right. And not to make an excuse on anything, but Coach Slarman, his cancer diagnosis, uh, Kyle Tucker for The Athletic wrote a, a, a wonderful, wonderfully moving piece about it. That's an issue. And uh, again, quoting kind of what Max said, because Max played for John Schlarman, not only is, is not having him there an issue because of what he's dealing with, and that's weighing on your mind, but he was talking about, you know, when the offensive line, when they come to the sidelines, they get coached up. He said Schlarman's ability to kind of see what the defensive do, is doing and making those teeny tiny adjustments, that's what was missing. Uh, the way Missouri was doing a lot of different stunts and twists and different things like that, Schlarman is able to really pick up on that stuff quickly and make those adjustments. And that was probably something that was missing on Saturday. Again, 
not trying to excuse the overall lackluster play, but you can't just look at things in a vacuum, right? So, um, ever the optimist, I still think Kentucky can turn things around. It's going to be tough, but there are still some winnable games out there. And you know, I hear people when they say when Coach Stoop says, "Hey, we'll figure it out. We'll get it to go." People say, "Oh, he always says that." Well, what do you want him to say? Like I know it's coach speak and all this, but what do you want him to say? We're terrible and we give up. Is that what you want your coach to say? You know, he can't get in front of the media and say, "Oh, we're terrible. We're not going to win any more games." That what? That that's not. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. So, uh, and who knows? Maybe Gatewood is the key to ignite something. Uh, you know, you, you have a little bit of success against Georgia, and you can build off that. You know, uh, with the way this season is going, who knows? You know, I've said for years and years, and it bears out, Georgia always drops a game they shouldn't drop. You know, Georgia's always <laughs> got these national championship, SEC championship hopes. And they end up losing to Missouri, to Vanderbilt. So you don't know. You have to play the game. So they got three home games left, two road games left. Midway point of the season right now. So Georgia and Vanderbilt at home, Alabama, Florida on the road. Then you wrap it up with South Carolina at home. So... You got five and zero. Oh, you got four and one. You got three and two. You got two and three. You got one and four. You got zero oh and five. Well, you got the second half down the stretch. Hmm. I don't think they'll have the talent right now to to beat Georgia. So Georgia, I would say, is a loss. Alabama. I mean, Alabama's on a different planet. Uh, I mean, there's death taxes in Alabama football. You know, every time we try to write them off, and I remember Dan Wolken, I can't remember what outlet he writes for, he wrote uh, Alabama lost the national championship. Or maybe they didn't make it. I can't remember. Anyway, they've had three national championships since he declared Alabama dead. So, <laughs> Alabama's just Alabama. Uh, so, those two. And I, and I honestly think they can be competitive the rest of the way. Like, I'm not, I, I just, I, they're, they're toss-ups. And I know that's a, a cop-out. But I think those two, but the other three, I mean, you could say, oh, you know, Florida. Florida's not really Florida. I mean, you could get, I think they can get got. You know, I, I think Vanderbilt, uh, Kentucky can get them. I think they can get South Carolina. So, now would I gamble on those outcomes? Absolutely not. <laughs> but, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. So let's see. I mean, two was it two and three now? Do they go two and three down the stretch? Four and six. 
you know, you, you it's hard to predict, but uh, like you say, Florida and well, Georgia and Alabama. Ugh. And look, anytime <laughs> I'm always hoping I'm wrong. You know, I pick them to lose. Of course, I hope I'm wrong. Um, you know, you said eight and two at the start of the season. I said seven and three, uh, based off of the talent and depth and you know improvement in recruiting that we have witnessed with our own two and, eyes. And here's the here's the big here's the biggest here's where Kentucky football is. I think right now Kentucky football, for the most part, we're not losing the games that we're that we should that we should not lose. You look at last year, last couple years, you know, those give me games, uh, the Vanderbilt game. uh, I know some people would put the Missouri game this year in that category, but what's also working against Kentucky when it comes to Missouri is you beat them four straight. Is Kentucky a program that's going to beat anybody five straight times? I, I don't know, but okay. The, you, you, we, you look at we thought they yeah you, we I, I thought so too but it's a, that's a tall order beating a, a team five or six straight times is is tough and so uh, not losing those because I remember the Western Kentucky game when they supposed to be SEC we're not that Kentucky anymore okay we've 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 graduated up from that uh, I would like us to and this is uh, where we are right now as I pull my thoughts together we have to win and I say we as Kentucky football has to now win those toss up games you've got to win those toss up games if you're going to make that next step yeah that yeah. that's where we are now once you start winning more of those toss up games then you can take a shot and say, hey, every now and then, when the stars align, you got to take out a, 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 a Georgia. You got to take, you know, you got to take out, you know, an Auburn or something like that. So, um, and I don't say Alabama because that's a, that's a different animal. That is a whole lot of things have to go right for Kentucky to, to beat Alabama. And that's not defeatist, but I've got two set of eyes that work pretty good. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put the poll out on Cats Talk Wednesday when y'all get the podcast. You know, of course, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Many of y'all already have almost a thousand people following the show account. Up in the high nine fifties, which is unbelievable. And we appreciate everybody. But I just kind of broke it down. What's your second half win loss record for the Cats? Choice one, five and zero oh, or four and one. Choice two, three and two or two and three. Choice three, one and four or zero oh and five. And Based on the the mindset, the mentality of the fan base, everybody's probably down the dumps after Mizzou. You, you, you might get a lot of people clicking negatively on the votes. Uh, might be people optimistic like yourself, but you know Mizzou is the one you you pass them. You beat them five years in a row, and now you kind of slip back and, and let them get it. South Carolina got them last year. That was of course right after Terry got hurt. But they kind of ended their little streak. You bust one against Tennessee. 
it's it's of course hard to dominate and beat everybody, but the South Carolina and Missouri, we kind of put them in the rearview mirror, and, and Missouri is able to chirp and, and, and get one. So, uh, and it comes right after beating Tennessee, which you know Mark Stoops even said it. He said he tried to the extreme to try to get them fired up. You mentioned the no spark on the sidelines. They they knew this was a possibility. I mentioned it last week. I said I was so happy. I couldn't even be sad about my Braves losing game six to the Dodgers and then, you know, ultimately falling in seven. I was still on cloud nine from the Tennessee whooping. So how much harder would it be for a player to focus? You know, you got to have that 24-hour window, win or lose, and move on. That's easier said than done, and, and we, we saw what happened in Missouri. Um and we're not making excuses. Every team has started without playing two cupcake games. Nobody's had those two cupcake games to, to work out the kinks. Nobody's played Alcorn State and a Northwest Vermont's, you know, Central University. Nobody's got that this year. So everybody's in the same boat. Um, and it just it just sucks to see them start off 0-2 and, and then crawl and claw and fight to get back to 2-2 and two just to slip back down below 500 again with this hard schedule that they still got to face. That's what's the the agonizingly demoralizing part of all of it. And, and I get that. And, and you know, again, I, I am not trying to let the, the coaches off the hook because I think when you look at individual decisions, yes, there are some, a lot, that I don't agree with. But if you take a step back and you look at the macro like uh, Coach Stoops was saying after the Tennessee game it's 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 hard to try to be too negative for me overall with Kentucky football when right now October 28th 2020 there's there's no streaks there's there's no Kentucky hasn't beaten Team X since 1980, whatever. There's none of that, right? There's, 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 there's. He, he's taking care of all that. So I can deal with a little bit of frustration and being upset at this Missouri game because, and again, I'm not trying to let these guys off the hook, but still, I, I think sometimes as fans we get too high with the win and sometimes we get too low with a loss you know um and, and that's kind of but that's that's what being a fan is but I always like to take a step back and say okay big picture program I still think is in pretty good shape I do I, that's just that's just me I know they will probably finish four and six but with this schedule and the way it was jumbled around and every, I, I think that could be a positive thing. I don't subscribe to the belief, you know, if they only win five games, you know, five games or less, this is a step back. I, I don't, you can't make absolutes in this type of season. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Very true. So vote on the little poll. See what you think. A little fun to kick around. I'm kind of in that four and six camp as well. Uh, beating Vanderbilt and South Carolina. 
It's hard to see them beating Georgia, Alabama, and Florida. That Alabama, Florida back to back on the road is is tough. Uh, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm in that kind of going two and three, gonna play out chalk wise on paper, but anything is possible. Uh, we've seen some. It's been a while. The last streak, I think, it's, it's been. 10 years since they've beaten Georgia, which is nothing compared to the streets Kentucky has endured against Florida and Tennessee. But, you know, Joker and, and Rich Brooks like, pulled some upsets to Georgia when we didn't see it coming, I think. Uh, Rich Brooks won at Auburn. I think it was Joker that beat Georgia. And, of course, he beat Tennessee. I think it was him that did those things. So, yeah, we you know, maybe Georgia lays an egg. Uh, Kentucky comes back at home and, and, and fights back and puts it all together. You know, you know they <laughs> they said it themselves, and we know that they haven't put it all together yet and, and played a complete game, especially offensively. Maybe it all clicks. You know, we've seen stranger things. Uh, when Kentucky beat LSU in 07, nobody saw that coming. You know, so... We've seen this kind of stuff before. For as much bad stuff as we've seen and hard, gut-wrenching streaks that we've endured, we've also seen some improbable wins, and, you know, it could could happen again. So that's why we watch, as Chris Berman says. That's why we watch. That's That's why they play the games. Tom, Tommy. (laughs) I know you date yourself by uh, by that reference. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um... We saw the news what about Rupp Arena for fifteen percent capacity, so what, roughly three thousand people. Look, we and we've already said what you know how crazy and dicey all this is. We said it all through the summer. Said it last week when, or a week before when, Missouri and Vanderbilt was postponed and Florida and LSU was postponed. It's so dicey and so tricky and you know so still not out of the woods yet, but 15% capacity supposedly is what they're trying to do in Rupp Arena when basketball starts in less than a month. Um, you know, if you decide not to go, you'll probably be able to still get your same spot on the season ticket totem pole for 2021. Uh, the letter got sent out yesterday, and that's kind of the latest little news as far as what will possibly be happening.